0: Throw Pillows by Beth Robinson. Stop jumping on the throw pillows. I turn and yell from the kitchen, hands pruny and sudsy from doing dishes, splattering drops of water on the floor. The two children in the living room ignore me, quickly piling pillows in a beige and orange and turquoise tower between the couch and coffee table. The youngest crouches on his toes. He is a coiled ball of four-year-old boy limbs, quivering with energy. He leaps, and his gleeful hollers reverberate in my head as he becomes a panther and pounces onto the pile. I cringe, watching as he topples the mountain of pillows. My turn, shouts the six-year-old, long brown hair falling in her face as she scoops the pile back together. The younger scrambles out of her way, and I scowl as she takes her turn. What have I told you about jumping on the pillows? I shout with teeth clenched. But it's fun! They grin at me with wide, hopeful smiles, hair askew, and cheeks pink from exertion. No! I wipe my still-dripping hands with a towel and march over to yank the back door open. If you want to be crazy, go outside, I command. Smiles fading, the children trudge out the back door. Grumbling, I dismantle the tower of pillows and place them in their assigned spots. I notice a tear in one and set it strategically in a corner. The permanent marker on another faces the back of the couch. I place the unblemished ones in front, breathing an orderly sigh of relief. Now I can do the dishes in peace. I know I might be unreasonable, but I can't seem to help myself. Motherhood is unpredictable. The children throwing tantrums one day and behaving perfectly the next. They keep me on my toes, constantly guessing what the day will bring. Putting things in order has been my preferred method to anchor myself in the chaos. As an adult, decorative pillows are the way I bring peace to this chapter of motherhood. Without order, I am anxious and irritated and unable to focus. I feel my skin crawl and my head spin at the entropy around me. I might not be able to convince my children to eat healthy at every meal or pick up all their toys, but I can coordinate turquoise and orange throw pillows in the living room to match the stripes in the curtains. They are something tangible that I can see in control. Right now, there are throw pillows in the sitting room, soft and fluffy on the couches. I have them on my bed, perfectly placed on either side. They are in the children's rooms, resting neatly on comforters, drawing my eye away from the toys scattered on the floor, and up to the order I try to maintain for my own sanity. Seeing them in their place, exactly where they should be, anchors me. The dishes are done, and I'm wiping the countertops when my daughter opens the back door, shaking off leaves and dirt from the yard. My son follows on her heels." Mommy, we were swinging and jumping off to see how far we could go, my son tells me. I jumped this far, he says, holding his arms wide. That sounds fun, I smile. I place the sponge on the sink where it goes and survey my work, thinking of what I want to organize next. Can we build a fort, my daughter asks, interrupting my train of thought. Yeah, we want to build a fort, my son chimes in, jumping up and down. Go for it, I say, but don't touch my pillows. I give them a half-hearted glare, pointing at the living room I just reclaimed, my haven from the disorder of the children. The throw pillows beam at me from their places on the couch, and I smile back at the order I have maintained. Okay, they respond. I watch as they move the chairs out from the dining table and into a row. My daughter slides the piano bench out, while my son grunts and scoots the heavy coffee table across the floor. I cringe as my nicely arranged room is disassembled, but I control my impulse to push the furniture back into place. A glance at my throw pillows tells me, I can put it all back when they are done. Right now, I stand off to the side and observe their progress. They run upstairs to grab blankets, throwing them over the stair railing to land in a heap on the floor. The chairs and bench and table are soon covered in frozen and Batman blankets, the room transformed into a series of tunnels. Little heads poke in and out, giggling and playing. Dolls and stuffed animals come downstairs, and a card game is set up underneath the fort. My heart swells as I watch the two of them play together, creating their own imaginary world and organizing it how they like. They arrange and negotiate and set things in their places, putting order to chaos, creating harmony, doing exactly what I do in their own way. With young children, I realize peace isn't something I can display and put perfectly in its place. Sometimes, peace is messy, with furniture all over the place and my sitting room covered in blankets. The smiles and giggles of my children remind me that I can let go of order and move things around. I have learned that my heart is still happy, even when everything is not where I think it should be. But, lest you think I've become a new person, let me remind you that my throw pillows are still off-limits. A compromise of sorts between my old life of control and order and this new, chaotic one of motherhood.
1: Beth, thank you so much for sharing this piece with our listeners today and I would love for you to give a little intro to yourself and your family.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. So um, I am Beth Robinson. I live in Northern California, so just a little bit outside of Sacramento. And I am a stay-at-home mom right now. I used to be a teacher. Um, I taught middle school math. And now I'm a stay-at-home mom. And I have three kids. My oldest is nine, and then I have a six-year-old and a four-year-old.
1: So wonderful. Well, I've been asking other moms, uh, what is one special, interesting or quirky thing about your family?
0: Oh, goodness. We, I don't know if it's quite Quirky, but we are huge Disney fans. Mm-hmm. So, and I know people say that all the time, but I I really mean it. Like, if you come into our house, it is very evident that we love Disney. Like, we have pictures all over the wall. Like, mm-hmm. we go to Disneyland all the time. So, mm-hmm. we're big Disney fans.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'd love to ask you um, another question. What is one thing that you do don't do? or use to make your life just a little bit easier as a mom? You know, this is terrible, but I really
0: am not very good at cleaning. Actually, no, don't use that answer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that, that would be the same for me. So, uh, <laughs> um, Oh,
0: okay. Here's one that I don't do. I do not wake up before my children. Mm. And for me personally, I am a night owl and waking mm-hmm. up before my children just makes me very angry. And even if I do get something done, I am bitter because I have not been able to sleep as long as I wanted to. So that's something I don't do. <laughs>
1: That's very honest and perfectly fine. I actually don't do that as well, even though I'm really trying to shift my routines to where I am to bed a little bit earlier and up a little bit earlier. But I just still can't seem to get the the right recipe for the mornings to not be terrible mm-hmm. <laughs> if I do that. Yep. So I definitely resonate with that. And uh, I would love to know what is one topic you could talk about forever because you're so passionate about it. Oh my goodness. Probably education. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: I I was I wanted to be a teacher my whole entire life. So you're gonna get mm-hmm. me talking now because you've been Yes. Me. <laughs> That's the um, whole idea. <laughs> and so I know. And so I did teach. um, I said this before, but like I taught elementary school for a few years and then I jumped up to middle school and did math. And now Mm -hmm. I'm actually homeschooling um, my middle daughter and then my son next year. I will be as well but just all the different curriculums that are out there and the ways that children learn and the brain research there is to go along with different things. Um, Yeah, I could just talk with you forever
1: about all that. Yeah, well, I'd love to make a a small space for that. And I'd be curious to know uh, what about education has most informed your approach to motherhood? Oh, that's interesting. Um, For me, it's The experience that I've had
0: like in the classroom and then becoming a mother myself and really seeing my children and their unique personalities and how they learn and Mm -hmm. how like you know you can do one thing for one child and then it's totally different for the other child you get a different response and so for me like that's one of the reasons why I'm homeschooling um my second child is just because Mm -hmm. she's a different person and so that classroom environment wouldn't quite work as well with her. And so that's one thing I just think is the uniqueness of children and how they all learn so differently and respond differently to different methods and different things that they do and just
1: what makes them who mm-hmm. they are. That's really great. Yeah, I have found a similar, We I have school all of my kids, so I don't have one in school, it. but I do see what you're talking about with mm-hmm. their different learning styles and how yeah. you know a curriculum or a, an approach that might work with one kid doesn't necessarily work with the next one. And mm-hmm. I love being able to kind of retool things. Every few months, if we need to, for where someone is at with a given subject. And I also just really love that inspiration that the kids have to continue learning when you are putting things in front of them that they enjoy doing and realizing that learning doesn't have to be this drudgery, this like just check it off the list, get it done. Um, I used to be a straight A student when I was in public school growing up Mm -hmm. and I loved school, but I know that it wasn't until I was a homeschooling mom that I really found information as meaningful as I do now and apply it in my life in in different ways it used to just honestly be a way to just get an A and a pat on the back Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then I would just dump all the information out of my brain for the next class I might have and it just didn't mean a lot to me so I just have loved the process of learning alongside my kids and seeing how meaningful of an experience it can be. Yes, exactly. I feel the same way. Yeah. And since we're in the middle of the Peaceful Home series, I would love to know how you find or create or cultivate peace in your home, aside from your throw pillow (laughs) trick, which is awesome.
0: (laughs) I feel like we have a lot of rhythm in the house. Like I give the children a lot of personal responsibility for their things and their ideas and what they want to do. And so I'm not one of those parents who are like, okay, you are going to sit down right now and do this. And I think there's a lot more freedom for them to make decisions, you know, about their daily life. Like there's no argument over whether or not they're going to brush their teeth. They're going to brush their teeth. Like that's something I'm still going to have them do, but just over little things like they pick out their own clothes every day. I don't know when the last time I ever picked out an outfit for them was. Um, So just giving the kids a lot of autonomy and making those little decisions throughout the day of what they
1: like to do. Yeah, I love that. I feel like we um, we, we, at our house are really always working towards age-appropriate independence mm-hmm. and anything that they can do for themselves, that we allow them to do it for themselves, <laughs> because that means I don't have to do it. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and I do think it's good for them too. I mean, it's not just for my convenience. I think it's also good to see them grow confidence in themselves to be able to do certain things that Maybe they couldn't do when they were, you know, five or four or three Mm -hmm. and seeing them grow in their skills is really exciting. Yeah, and that's part of what I
0: look up look at as, you know, my mission as a mom is to prepare them to be adults that are capable of doing things on their own, you know. So we start small with what they can yeah. do and what they choose to do and they learn and then, you know, when they do move out or whatever, um then they're ready and they're not helpless.
1: Yeah. Well, wonderful. Well, Beth, I appreciate you so much sharing with our community and just having your voice here on the podcast. It's exciting to hear a little bit about you guys and would hope to connect with you again in the future.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed being here and talking with you. And what an honor to read my piece in person so you can hear it. So thank you.